All right, guys, one, two, three, here we go. Can I get a little motivation, a little energy? I want you to be excited with me. This is Juan Santos over to Counselor's Journey, and we are going to dive into another episode all about teaching you, mental health professionals, how to A, start, B, grow, C, scale a six-figure counseling private practice without, without feeling overwhelmed. Let's do it. Let's dive into the episode. All right. We are here. We are doing it. Before we dive in to the official number one, number uno episode of season three of Counselor's Journey to Private Practice, how do you like this new voice? Hopefully, you're finding it funny or interesting or neat. My friends, I'm excited. I'm energetic. I think I've had too much coffee today. Is there such a thing as too much coffee? I don't know. If you watch Gilmore Girls, Lorelai would be like, no. There is not such a thing as too much coffee. So that's uh, that, that gives you an insider. You're like, oh, those are the kind of shows that you watch. Yes, that is included in my top uh, list of shows during fall season to watch. Okay, I, I'm, I'm owning that. I'm owning that, SHIT, right? So season uh, three, episode one, what we're going to do today is we're going we're gonna to talk about the items, the elements, the things what must your website have? And as, as you listen to this episode, this is what I want you to keep in mind. You can have your website up at the same time, or you can jot down all of these key items. I, w- I want you to ensure that you have all of these key items. And the way that I want you to think about it is like this. Imagine that you're building a house and your contractor says, hey, make sure that you have all these key items. If not, that it's not going really, to be effective. The foundation is going to mess up over time. Your windows are going to you know, really let too much air in. Your, your light switch is going to stop working, so you got to have these key items. If you don't have the key items, things aren't going to go well. So it's that same mentality, my friends. We want to make sure that we have these key items. Say it with me. I want to make sure that I have these key items in my website. All right, my friends, let's dive into it. So the first one, your website, it must, it must, it must be user-friendly on all devices. Meaning that if someone hops on their iPhone, their Samsung, a tablet, a device we don't even know about, that they're able to navigate through your website effectively, right? So that's, that's the first key one. If you ever get stuck with anything in this uh, season that's like too over the top tech-wise, um, check out my show notes, hit the link. It's an um, affiliate link. I love using Fiverr, big supporter of their program. Hire someone on there. There's a lot of great individuals. You're able to see their profiles. You're able to see what they're all about. And that's a really helpful way to, you know, bring somebody in to do this work. But you're giving them the guidance. You are letting them know, hey, I want to make sure that my website is user-friendly. That if someone's on a tablet, on a a computer, they're able to get on there. Next thing you want to make sure that your website is uh, effective with is the speed. You know, people these days are, and I'm going to put myself on the list, we're not always the most patient. So that if somebody if somebody lands on your website, you know, think about think about how long they're on there. You know, how long on 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 your website? I'm kind of just laughing because I, I remember one time I I was messing with my website and this is this is cracking me up. So the the whole story is my my wife um she's uh she was she was somewhere and then she texts me and she's like, hey, is the website working? And I was just on there. I was just on the website. Everything was fine. And I was like, why? And then she's like, because I've been sitting here for like five minutes and it's not loading. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. Just thinking to myself, if, if, you know, if somebody lands on my website, they're not going to wait five minutes. You know, 
they're, they're not going to wait five minutes. They're, they're probably not even going to wait 60 seconds. So I really want you to think about the speed of your website, you know, making, making sure, oh goodness, that just has me cracking up, making sure that you're able to have something that's prompt. And again, hire through Fiverr, hire somebody, you know, talk to the person that you have on staff so they're able to support you with them. The ideal test that I like to do is a speed test, which is free. You just go on there and do a speed test, uh, Google speed test for your website, and then they'll be able to take you through it. Next thing that we want to make sure that our website has um, is a, a design or a theme, if you will, you know, a layout that's consistent. So for mine is this like soft green color at the Santos Counseling. This is my, um, uh, my, my clinical uh, website. And across the board, I want to make sure that it's consistent in there so that when people see that color, it's a consistent design everywhere. When people see the font style, it's a consistent design everywhere. When people see the font size, it's a consistent design, design everywhere. And then here's why. Consistency reduces mess. When things get really messy, all these colors, you know, the big letters, the small letters, it, it really takes away from what's being said. And that can often steer the individual away from your website because you know, right away they just may, may feel like it's not the most organized space. I, I don't, and I don't want you to take this in a way of this, this is um, pushing against your level of authenticity. You know, certainly if you, if, if you want to go on there and have these like beautiful fonts because they describe, you know, your unique style, do that. It's just really thinking, here's an example that I want you to picture. Imagine you land on my website and I've got these really beautiful cursive fonts. And the words are, let's say, spread apart that it lets you read it. And every paragraph, there's an image. So you start getting used to it as you scroll through. And it's easy and inviting for you to read it. And then you see a link. And it says, learn more about you know, how counseling can help with anxiety. And then you click on it. And then on that next page, it's just one gigantic paragraph. And there's no images. It looks like a piece that came out of a dissertation. You know, that's where you want to think about your user. You know, is this design, is this layout consistent? Is it giving them that really nice uh, experience? Next element that we want to make sure that our website has is, um, or, or maybe this is a term for R, or what are called call to actions. You know, think about what do I want my website to do when somebody lands on it? And is there something on there that is supportive to that? An example of this, let's say on a solo private practice, you got one therapist on their website. I want to be able to see that there's a button that says click here to schedule because that's, that's a primary goal they're going to have. They're going to want me to get on their website and they're going to want me to schedule an appointment. So I need to see that on just about every single page. And it's a real fun tip you can even put on your footer so it's consistently across the website. Your call to actions, they may, you know, shift. You may be selling something like, like an ebook or um, a workshop that you're doing. But overall, you know, really think about that area and then include that in your um, list of what needs to go on my website. Next item that we want to make sure we put on our website is the language, the writing style that you're using. You know, if you and I are sitting down, we could, we could, we could talk about EMDR. We could talk, we could talk about, you know, um, CBT and, and different modalities. We could talk about pioneers in the field, old school and new school. We could talk about research. But my friends, I will tell you, I have sat in medical offices and my primary physician is going into their clinical jargon and I'm thinking, Charlie Brown, I'm just thinking, what is this person saying? 
you know, I know two languages, English and Spanish, but he's speaking one that I have no idea about that one. So slow down. And, and what I mean by that is look at your website, take a, take a hard look at it. Would an average Joe person who lands on your website in a state of distress be able to have an experience where they could relate? That's A, relate to what's being said, speak to their pain points. And then it's written in a fashion that's just, you know, simple and easy to understand. Because that's what we want at the end of the day. We want that content, the writing that you do to connect to the person landing on there. So if I'm your client and I'm someone that struggles with depression and I have maybe suicidal thoughts, I have depressive thoughts, I get physical pain from my depression on your website with that writing style, we want, I want to be able to relate to you. And we have to have this relationship through words for me to continue to be on your site. Because when I land on it, I'm going to say, yes, you know, finally somebody knows what I'm talking about. So that's the first step. Your, your, your writing language speaks to me. Second step in there is removing all of that clinical jargon, really taking it away and, and keeping it just sincere, keeping it simple, keeping it genuine. And, and what's, you know, what's that depression? in a very genuine, sincere way, you know, it, it's not someone, right, going through their day going, man, this pain that I'm really going through, it's, it's such a strong example of clinical depression, according to page 47 of the DSM-5, right? No one says that. And if they do, I'd like to meet this person and kind of see, you know, why. Maybe it's an interesting case. Now, right, no one's going to say that. Or it's rare that someone's going to say that. Someone's going to go through their day and they're going to experience depression and maybe they're thinking, why is this happening to me? You know, when am I going to feel better? Why can't my thoughts just stop? Why, you know, why, why can't I just, you know, overcome this? What's going on with me? You know, those type of statements may be a bit more real, a bit more genuine, a bit more sincere. And then what that does is if the person is reading it, they're able to, yes, relate, but they're able to go, man, this therapist really gets me. Because, because you, you got to think about writing in this way when it comes to your website, right? This is, this is key. The person already acknowledges that when they get to your website, you're more than likely a professional, right? A licensed professional, certified, but you're a professional. Just like when somebody goes to a store, they already recognize things are being uh, sold there. But what's that next step? And that's that relationship that needs to be built. You know, I get that you're a professional, but do you see me? Do you see what I'm going through? Are you able to relate to my journey of life? And I think as a therapist, you are. As a professional, you are. It's just taking that time to add that element to your website. And then if you struggle with it, hiring out. But when you hire out, I see this happen often. Try not to just hand it off. Sit with that person that's going to write before you. And have a conversation in the way that I'm having a conversation with you today. You know, really let them know what your style is, your language, and so forth. Next element that's really vital to have on a website is a very simple one. How to contact you. And, and you know, this is an interesting one. I have worked with a few clinicians. I'm doing consulting where we'll land on the website. And it takes a while to get to the contact information. You know, we, have, we kind of have to click too many buttons. My encouragement is that your contact information is either on your menu or right away on your footer. And then it is consistent on pages that you create and posts that you create. 
because we want that individual to have a simple, easy process. I land on your website, I scroll all the way down, I see how to contact you. It could even be a simple form that you have on there. Contact us below, name, email, phone number, you know, what's going on, how can we help? You know, very direct questions to tell the person what to do so they're able to answer it, and then bam, they send, balls rolling. But it, it, it can become a challenge if you have a website, and this is beautiful, amazing website, but it takes me clicking on three or four pages to get to that page of contact us. You know, by that time, am I already ready to leave and go, to, and go somewhere else? So, so again, you know, re really consider that. There's a study I read um, when, when it comes to websites that the user, I believe it was like less than 10 seconds. But it was, overall, it's, it's incredible to think that, that you, you have somebody landing on your website and you have like this tiny, tiny amount of time to share with them whatever information you want to share with them so that they can convert effectively into whatever goal or call to action it is that you have. And that's, that's very similar to a person going to an actual store, right? You go to Target, and unless you're going with a plan of what you want, you have to make up your mind, right? It's that decision-making process. So when somebody lands on your website, what are you doing to support them with the decision-making process? Next item that we want to include on our website is a standard, well-built, frequently asked questions page. And, and this is important because you know, your, your clients, you've worked with uh, a good amount of them. And if you haven't, if you're new, novice, getting your feet wet, you know, really speak to other counselors, Google tons of different uh, therapy websites, read over those FAQ pages and see what are common questions being asked. Or put yourself in those shoes. Imagine you're a, a patient. You're going to go see a therapist. What are the most obvious common questions? How much does it cost? How long is the session? What are your credentials? What's therapy like? What's the difference between the first and the second session? Can you prescribe medication? How long do I got to keep coming? Blah. You know, just, just keep going. Just keep throwing all these questions on there. And then what you're doing is you're giving, you're giving that individual that's signing on your website, you're giving, them the, you're giving them a well-structured introduction to the practice. You're supporting them with all of these questions that they may have, and that's going to keep them on your website. In addition... That's going to allow them to address maybe the potential questions that they have. That, and if they're not answered, it will lead them away from your site. I'll give you an example of this. A patient lands on your website, a potential client, right? And they like everything so far, but they have a question. They're like, I wonder how much it costs. I wonder if they take my insurance. And they don't feel like calling, right? Maybe they're, maybe they're at work and they're doing this while, you know, while in a meeting or something, right? Not good, but we'll just play with the idea. How are you supportive of that? Right. Or, or maybe they're at home and the kids are, you know, kind of going a little bit wild, if you will, you know, watching Tom and Jerry. That's my show. So the parent doesn't want to make the phone call. So they're just going through your website, scrolling with their thumb, right? Like we all do. And they don't see anywhere to call. Oh, excuse me. They don't see any contact form. They don't see any FAQ on do you take insurance. So that right there could be the reason why they left your site and went to another one. Right. So those are just these little tiny things that we want to think about. It may not seem like a big deal. But when you look at it on a large scale, or there's a statistic in mental health when it comes to the value of a client coming in. On average, someone will see you for 10 sessions. Let's say they're coming in at 100, right? 100 bones. I don't know why I said bones. $100, right? $100 times 10. We're at 1,000. 
right? You know, really think about that. That's a thousand from one. And let's just say that you've had 10 people as 10 grand that left because you didn't have that FAQ session or you didn't have that one question. It starts to add up. It really starts to add up. Next item that I want you to think about whenever we look at your website, you know, what needs to be on the website. Some people are not all about this one, but I, I do think it's vital that you have some sort of social media presence. These days you can really play with it. Pick one and hit that shit hard. I mean, be consistent. Marry that social media site, if you will. You know, if you have a spouse, you, you get it. There's consistency there. So when you think about that, here's what I want you to focus on. When you pick one, let's say you do blogging, or let's say you do a YouTube channel, or let's say that you decide to, you know, really, really think for a moment. What social media channel would you pick? Or, or which one do you have right now? All right, as you think about that one, maybe you find that you have too many. But on average, I like for a person to just focus really hard on one. Now, when you focus on one, that's where you want this to be in your website. You want your users to have this additional source of free support, but it's also free support that lets them know more about your practice, more about you, and why there's a strong fit there. It also helps to weed out all those you know, potential uh, persons you may work with that are just simply not a good fit. One element that I've been doing since the beginning of um, building the counseling practice, uh, Santos Counseling, all the way from the early days to starting a blog. And it's still something that goes on now. And one of, one of the key items in it is that it helps to identify ideal clients because somebody goes in there and they're reading the language that relates to the kind of uh, supportive approach that we provide in our group practice. And there's some individuals that may read it and go, nah, this is just not what I'm looking for. And that's great. Because that just means we're not a good fit. You know, we, we, we as uh, the counselors at Santos Council, we don't, we don't want to be a barrier in their life. So maybe there's a different site that's a better fit. In addition, what having the social media content as an element on your website, whether it's a blog, a YouTube, a social media channel like Instagram, Pinterest, it lets them get to know you in a much deeper manner. I often notice that with individuals on their websites. I'll run, I'll run across some um, websites when we're doing consulting and I'll see that somebody will have so much of their credentials and then I'll see somebody else and they may have a YouTube channel um, or an Instagram where I see pictures of their family. I see they like to travel. And then I, I share with this clinician. I said, I want you to think about this. Your client has an experience to see this or to see that, right? To see the person on their website who talks about their credentials and their clinical training. And then the client has the experience to see the person who shares their life. You know, they show that they got some kids, they like to travel and so forth. And then I, I, I let them think through. I said, which one do you think will build a stronger emotional connection? A stronger level of, you know, um, being able to relate, if you will. And, and typically it's the one that shares more of their life story. You know, how much can we really relate by seeing that someone's credential has a bunch of letters that we have no idea what they mean? I want, I want you to think about that. And, and if, you, if you get stuck here, do this as an example. Google profession you don't know too much about. So let's say it's like engineering. And, and as you Google engineering, just search for somebody with an engineering degree or architect degree, something like that. And then if I try to find somebody that has a bunch of credentials behind their name in that field you don't know too much about. 
And then when you do that, look at their name, look at all those credentials and see how much you relate to that. And what's probably going to take place is that you're, 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 you're probably not going to relate. You're going to be in this weird moment of like, hmm, I don't know. So what does that do? Does that help with decision making? Or does that increase the likelihood of the person bouncing away from the website and going in a different direction? Next item that we want to make sure that we have on there is features that connect to security. Now, this is another item that you're able to get support with. Now, with security, there's a lot of neat items. Um, one of the key ones that I like to have on mine is for my contact forms. There's always like these little spam things that come up. So you're able to, on your websites, put in these features that support with reducing the number of spam or reducing the number of, if you, if you, if you will, fake users that go into the website and then contact you. Um, other features are confidentiality. You know, making sure that you have something on there where if someone has to log into your website, they have the two-step feature versus just one button and they're clicking. If you have an email list, making sure that you have a strong uh, feature there for, you know, privacy. Uh, and, and it's not just something that, you know, anyone can go on and do it. They actually have to go through a process. Having someone go through a process such as putting their credentials, two-step um, um, processor, and then confirming the email it not only increases the likelihood that they'll be consistent with your email list, but also that they are, you know, an actual person, uh, which is really important. Last item, and this is, you know, there's going to be so many more. Last item that I want you to think about when it comes to what needs to go on your website, and it's navigation. I, I like to use this as an example. Imagine that you, oh, here's a, um, I mean, well, I was watching Shit's Creek, so this is a, this is actually pretty funny. So this is episode on Shit's Creek, and if you haven't watched this, check it, check it out. So you got Johnny Rose, which is the dad in, in that movie. And Johnny Rose goes up to Roland. Roland's like the mayor of the town. And Roland's going to let Johnny Rose and his wife, Maura, stay at their cabin. So, like any average person, Johnny Rose asks for directions. He goes, you know, how, how do I get there? And then Roland, uh, the mayor, goes into this whole spill. He's like, you know, you, you take a left on the giant oak tree and you know, you, you take a right here where you see two trees split and then you, <laughs> you take another left over there. You know, it's just these wild directions. And obviously he didn't uh, get to the right cabin. So that's what, that's, that's what I want you to think about with your website. If someone lands on there, how simple is the navigation? Is there a, a menu? Does the menu say, you know, where to go if you're new, how to schedule an appointment, how to get to the blog, how to get to the services page? Is it easy to use? If I click on the menu, does it scroll down? If I click on, you know, words on the menu, can I get to a page or is it um, a broken link? A broken link meaning a page that, do that no longer works. The more issues that are found the stronger likelihood that someone will not stay. So if I land on your website and I'm a potential client and it says services and I click services, but it takes me to your YouTube channel, we're not getting off on the right page. If I click on your website and I get on there and I click on contact us and it leads me to a page that says, you know, no longer active, this page ain't working, not the best experience, right? So that, that's what I mean. And that's what I want you to think about. 
And my friends, you got a lot of nuggets to walk away with. And here's the key, right? Season three is ensuring that your website is doing its job. And for your website to do its job, you need to have knowledge. You got to have a strong team around you. You got to put things into action because at the end of the day, this website is the, is the foundation, if you will. It's what's going to support you to convert individuals. It's going to help people get to know you. It's your store, right? It is your store. And, and I think as we continue to go forward in life, it's, it's going to keep pushing and keep pushing into the digital space. You know, and, and I think there's going to be less brick and mortar. I, I don't think it'll go away. But I, I do see and I strongly believe that individuals are going to have a stronger relationship with the online space. And it's important for us as entrepreneurs to engage in a healthy way with the change process, you know, to, to be sharp and to make sure that we're grinding and we're consistent and we're learning and we're growing. So as you walk away, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to keep a list of all the items that we, that we touched on. And then go back to your website, scroll through it, and put a big check if you got it. And if you're not sure if you have it, that's where you put that question mark. If you have a question mark on there, always reach out here. I'm happy to help if we need to work one-on-one. Um, if you need a professional, you know, go towards that Fiverr way. Check out the show notes, and affiliate link there. And you know, bring somebody onto your team. It's really reasonable the pricing that you can get um, with different professionals there. And, and they're you know, really hard work and they do an amazing job. So just kind of make sure you read the bio so you so that's a good fit for you. Before you head off, my friends, thank you as always for listening to A Counselor's Journey to Private Practice. I love showing up here. I love being here with you and sharing the space uh, as, as you make moves, as you continue to help others and, and grow your life uh, in, in all ways. If you can, I'd, I'd love a kindness. You know, Would you take five seconds out, leave me a review uh, on, the, uh, on, the, on the platform that you listen to. So if you listen to Apple, you know, go to A Counselor's Journey, scroll um, down, I believe, and you'll see a review. That's you know that's the way to grow to, that I can grow this channel. So just like you're growing your business, and you may want individuals to spread the good word that you know you're you're doing well, you're doing amazing in your therapeutic space. I'd love that same kindness here. If you could take five seconds out and do that for me, you know beyond words, uh, appreciation. My friends, have a beautiful day. I will see you in the next episode. As you head out today, guys, I want you to give yourself a big old hug, a big old high five, because listen, you're doing it. You're taking time out of your day to build your six-figure private practice. You are tapping into ambition. You're tapping into curiosity, and you're doing it here together. We're holding hands. We're walking on this journey, a private practice journey. Before you head off, do me a kindness. Leave me a review. Let me know what you think about this episode. Let me know which episode really stuck out to you. Which one made you go, yes, I need to start doing a little bit more of that. Or yes, I am doing that and I'm proud of myself for doing that. I am seeing amazing changes. Thanks again for listening and I look forward to growing together on our journey.